0: As the clock is just one minute away from striking 11 p.m. I told you we'd have a, seven, a second episode today. Zach White's with you. Welcome back to Across the Cavs. We are about 12 and a half hours, maybe 13 removed from the last recording of this morning, which gave a preview of the Mavericks game and look ahead past the Dallas game and so on and so forth. Said the guest would be t- announced later. Here he is now in the flesh, not literally in the flesh, but it his voice, Dan Gilinski, as always, an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. I always always uh, love to be on with you.
0: Absolutely. We will make sure, eventually, we will get an In the Flesh episode you and I recorded from the we same will. space. It will happen, folks. You heard it here first. The proclamation has been made Monday, November 29th, 10 59 p.m. But anyway, Dan, we saw an incredible effort against the Mavericks, and I truly don't even know where to start.
1: Oh, yeah, it was just a heck of a team effort. Um, there was, was a little bit shaky there in the third quarter, but they got, got their act together.
0: And I just I, – I really like what Lowry's been doing um,
1: since he, he's been back.
0: Lowry marking in tonight, I mean – He's not a guy that's going to get you 30, but let's take a look at the exact numbers. He was plus 23, 24 and eight, five for nine from three, nine to 15 from the field. He had the baseline dunk and one. And what I really liked though about Mark and Dan, before we talk about his performances, I felt like when I'd watch him on the bulls and I'd look in the box score, I just thought of him as so soft and there's so much he wasn't bringing to the table. And now I take a look and I see a guy with so much talent and ability he can knock down the shots we need and I feel like he really was the perfect offseason acquisition for for what he's been bringing
1: oh yeah it's, I agree with you I I was I mean Justin like matched him in a number of podcasts like I, I was kind of out on market as a potential trade guy or like sign trade guy um but he, he's he's really been impressive and and playing with real playmakers like true playmakers has really been invaluable for him I think um and with the bulls there is even when before like the vooch thing like it just so he just seemed a little bit it was just very up and down um you, you saw the talent there i mean that was on display a number of times like there was a lot of potential but he's really impressed me in terms of like how he's been able to counter guys um with like hard closeouts off the ball um Really has been an impressive cutter, too. Um, I, I just think he, as you touched on, I thought he was kind of soft before. Maybe it was, he was just a little bit injury prone. I mean, it's it kind of a bad luck thing, but um, he's been playing really strong and, and playing with a lot of grit. And that, that's that I, I, I didn't see coming, I, I, I gotta tell you.
0: Yeah, and as a seven footer, I thought uh, Danny did a really nice job on Luka. I think there were long stretches in the earlier going, I didn't notice as much in the second half. He's doing a really good job defensively on him, just putting length and making his life hard.
1: Yeah, he made some tough shots tonight. I mean, there, there were a couple of switch outs that Allen had on him, and then there were a couple times we kind of lost him. Um, and I mean he was seven eleven for three from three. But yeah, I'm with you. I think we really made him work. And I don't know, just he made some really good assists too in um, this game. But I thought he, yeah, I mean he's defensively it's it's not you can't say like I can't say he's like, gonna shut guys down by any stretch but he's starting to learn how to how to he he's it's coming along in terms of the perimeter defense and um he's playing with a ton of effort and that's that's kind of helped make up for some mistakes at times and um I, I I'm with you I think that was good i mean if, if Dean were playing it I think he would have gotten a good amount of that too uh but yeah i think I think he did an admirable job I mean it's almost, it's almost impossible to guard that guy one-on-one one for extended stretches and, and really have success and he
0: did fine yeah no he absolutely did and his ability at, with his length has just been so much to the team and you know I want to talk about Danny Garland Allen connection and yeah I tweeted about this during the game, and i thought about this before, but I watched the Hawks all playoffs long last year, and a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Trey has the floater, or he has the lob. He's got Capella, who's a seven-footer, great around the rim. And Jared Allen and Darius Garland have pretty much been an identical version. And honestly, they could be the best lob duo in the NBA already. I mean, this was the... For the Cavs, this was game at number twenty-one. I, they, Garland missed, I think, two at the beginning of the year, and yeah. Allen missed a few. So they probably played about fifteen together. I don't know the exact number, but this lob connection is so lethal, and I think that alone makes them so hard to guard. Dan, it's been so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with Ricky Rubio. Kind um, of, kind of seems it just seems like, Mason reports, has really done a nice job with Garland. Kind of telling him how to like keep his dribble more Um, just a couple extra dribbles to really draw those kind of dropping defenders uh, and, and weak side guys Um, just to keep him enough at bay where that times it better. And yeah, I just think in year two, it it just shows that they had to have been working on that in the off season extensively too. Um, And Allen is not like the, I mean, it's not necessarily like the bulkiest guy, but, his screens are such violent screens. And I mean, he is a phenomenal screen setter. And uh, just uh, right now, I, I don't, I think it was like Braden Ballin tweeted out, like might've been today or yesterday, like is Allen the best roller in the NBA? And he might very well be. And even in when he's not rolling, like just kind of in the dunker spot, um, just has tremendous off-ball feel. And, and he's got an unlimited catch radius. Like that one tonight was, uh, that thing was monstrous.
0: Yeah, and honestly, before he caught that one, I don't know know how high off the ground he was. It was the last one that he had. I I couldn't tell which one was more impressive, how many primal yells I let out watching him throw these dunks down. I mean, he was – I'm amazed he's never scored 30 in a game. I mean, it's hard when you do a lot of work in the paint, but 28 was his career high, 14 rebounds, three assists. You know, not only does he score so well, what I really appreciate – and I've maybe only seen this, Dan, we're talking about mm-hmm. true centers, Joe, yeah. Hakeem, Noah and Marcus Saul. They can, when they need to, they'll give him the ball in the high post. Oh yeah. And not only, and sometimes even at the three point line, sometimes he'll get to the rim and get a shot off sometimes yeah. and know will get his mid range attempt, but really his passing to Garland on cuts and around the arc and Coro and marketing saves so many possessions that in years past would have gone awry. Even with Drummond last year, cost right. us so much. So that has been so invaluable for the Cavs.
1: Yeah, oh definitely. Um really his yeah, he, he's got nice uh like his handoffs really are impact handoffs too. And I like I don't discount that. Uh I, I'm with you. I think he's he's shown progression in that in that realm too. Um and I the one the other thing about him is I mean, the Cavs did have some fouling issues tonight. Randomly, I mean, it didn't and really hurt him too, too bad, um, given how they ended up shooting the ball. But I, I really appreciate how he can he he makes like impact contests with fouling pretty minimally for as many minutes as he plays, and he did that with the Nets too. Um, that's just his verticality is phenomenal, um, and yeah, and his his footwork in the in when he gets the ball, like kind of in that almost like 12 feet away, like along the baseline when they kind of get him some Iverson cuts. And then he just um, gets the ball like, on, and they kind of let him ISO a little bit. That That's new this year, it seems, but his, his footwork has been unbelievable. Um, it's just he gets two, seems like two or three, like almost like where he like does this like okie doke move and gets guys to kind of bite on a hook. And then he gets like a step-through dunk or, or way up. And he does it about once or twice a game. It seems like every game he's out there. And um, we know where he's shooting the ball from, but when is the guy ever, like, under, like, it seems like, like, 65%. He, ne- he never is. And he's okay as a free throw shooter. I mean, he was four or six tonight. Given all the, the stuff that he does throughout games, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he uh, let young Moses know exactly who the best seven-footer on the court was. <laughs> Yeah. But on that note, now a word from DraftKings, and we'll come back and talk about the Maverick side. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team can score $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests. Unless your team is the Detroit Lions, that is, I would probably avoid that. And now download—you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. If so draftkingscom sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And, you know, damn, we take a look at this Mavericks team who had dropped four or five coming in. Muka put up a triple-double, quietest one in, in history with uh, 25, 10, and 10. But, you know, he was okay. He had his moments. Finney Smith had some nice uh, athletic plays, and Cleva hit a couple of threes late in the third. But this was an absolute mess for the Mavericks. I, I really don't have any positives to take away here from them.
1: Yeah, I, I just – I don't know what in the, what in the heck um, at times for stretches, uh, particularly defensively. Jason Kidd has them doing. I just, you would think that they would. I mean, they kept losing Lowry, Markin, and off the ball. I, it just seems like the cat, like the Cavs, were getting whatever they wanted, and that's that's saying a lot to this Cavs team, honestly. Um, yep. And it, it when Ricky Rubio had the ball, I mean, he made so many passes. Like like, where a guy, it seems like guys were like wide open in the corner and. I just – I don't know what they're doing, um, especially in terms of, like, weak side help. Um, like, those those lobs were there, it seemed like. And you would see the plays progress, and they you just knew that they were going to be there, like how, how things were. And it was – they were just getting it over and over and over and over. And and there would be diagonal cuts to the front of the rim from, like, Mobley and, and Lowry Markin. Um, I, I just – I don't know what the heck they're going to be doing. I mean, Luca needs – for him, for them to win, it's just, like, the guy just, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, a generational player. But he still, quite frankly, doesn't really look like he's in the best shape still. And, I mean, we'll have to see what happened with that KP ankle. That didn't really look great. Um, he He played okay. I mean, defensively, I thought he was pretty active, but
0: offense um, i thought he made bad decisions throughout bad but he does jumpers,
1: he, bad passes too yeah it, i i just i'm completely out of him as a player i mean he, he's had a pretty nice year but he just they just i think a lot of it also with dallas they just they do not play with fortitude like they have size yes like by default but they're just not tough at all and and they just got it, like it, it happens a lot and pretty often in their games there are extended stretches where teams just bully them and for the size they have, like they actually need to give Boban some real minutes like that. That is telling. And I, Moses Brown, like, okay. I mean, he's, he's kind of a rim protector, but the dude, I mean, he's a rolling presence, but I mean, he's eh, offensively. And I just, I, I Tim Hardaway, like sometimes he gets a loss for stretches like, The one player that, like Dorian Finney-Smith, has has been an impressive player the last few years to me for them, and um, but it's just again like Luca has to be Superman for them to to win games against like decent teams, and they just again I I, the Jason Kid Hire just seems very it would just seem really really odd. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I I wasn't a fan of it at all and I think
1: that team needs like major shakeup to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and the, the big thing was we knew when they didn't make any big personnel moves in the offseason this is exactly what would happen, right? They're going to be good enough to make the playoffs again, but they're not going to be able to win in the first round though. We're far away from that, you know, they're relying on one guy who's still far younger than the two of us are. And yes, people get older every year, but when your best player is about 21, 22 years old, and you're not giving him good vets and you're not giving him better players and you're not giving him like a real play.
1: Brunson's been kind of banged up too. And that has-
0: No, Jalen Brunson, I forgot. He's been fantastic. It was a rare off game, but you know, that he, he's 5'11". He's his main role as right. point guard. You know, the, those right. two can't, that's not going to win you anything. You know, Jalen Brunson's not a guy that's going to win you anything. And, Before we shift back to the Cavs side of things, you know, I really wish they would have done more. The only cool thing about Dallas is the reunion of Bullock and Nidale Aquina. but neither one of them had an impact. Frank was hurt. I think his defense could have been important tonight. And Bullock just, I mean, I like the cool neon green that he's going with his hair right now. He switched it up a little bit, but his—that's it's been terrible. It's been terrible. I thought he was really better than he was, I guess, with the Knicks, but he's really not adding any value to them. And it's going to be a long year for uh, Jason Kidd and company.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, I think, mean, I mean, bullocks are so bad. I think he'll get it together eventually. Um, so I thought that was a reasonable sign. He's fine. Um, I I, I, like, I honestly really liked him for the Cavs too. But uh, yeah, I just think with Luca, I mean, you can kind of understand why the dude at times just seems really frustrated. Um, he's just, they they have like they have shooters sure but they don't have really like I mean it's the Cavs don't have an abundance of shock careers, especially with Colin out I'm not saying they do but they at least have guys it seems like with with defined roles with Dallas it it seems there's a little bit of flux there I, I don't know like with Kleba sometimes he tries to to drive a little more than he should um, and I don't know like. Tim Hardaway Jr., it just seems like it times gets lost in, in in the fold with them. And then he forces things to get himself going. And I mean, aside from Finney Smith, they don't seem like they really have guys where they have clear defined roles and like synergy with KP because he can almost he can really like never be a five. And that kind of that still to me will always be a lingering problem with that team.
0: No, absolutely, and I really do like Finney Smith. He was undrafted, is that correct? I don't believe anyone selected him out of Florida.
1: I think I think you're right, pretty sure. But
0: he's impressed me a lot, and he's basically, if Delavadova could have been a statistical impact player as well as everything else he does, that's Finney Smith in a nutshell. But, you know, uh, last note from the Cavs tonight, and then we'll look ahead. What have you liked, Dan, in the two games since Evan Mobley's return? Because I think it's no shocker that the win, the new streak starts immediately when he gets back on the court.
1: Well, he just already seems to be. He had a, kind of a rookie night tonight. There were some bad turnovers, but that's going to happen. Um, I'm not going to kill the guy for that. And but he still defensively is very active. Um, KP got a couple plays on him, which is okay. It's it is what it is. Um, but just such a cerebral player. Uh, is always going to find ways to impact games without even when he's not scoring um, always whenever there's an, an logical like extra pass or, or just kind of ball movement play, he's going to make it. And defensively, just, just his presence alone um, from a helper perspective, he's just, he's always going to be there. You're always going to see him making things happen. And he's just, He's such a smooth guy, like when bigs or or, or wings kind of close out to him. Um never is, I, I know he again had, had turnovers tonight, but that that's generally I mean he's generally a pretty under control guy. And um either way, he's, he's just a calming presence when when he's on the floor, which for such a young player is is remarkable, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Evan Mobley is a very young lad. He's not gonna be able to take his first sip of alcohol legally aka with with the Cavaliers celebrating anything for quite some time but you know that man can absolutely play and so now let's look ahead to the next two games here Dan the Cavs will be facing off with the Miami Heat I, I am going to assume and you know I'm not going to make an ass out of you or me with this one I, I will assume though that uh we're going to see Hero and Butler back on the court and I think that you know, going on the road to a bit of a hostile environment, the Heat have been very good. Their rotation this year looks fantastic. I think they have to play a pretty flawless game and not let the Heat defense dictate the terms of the engagement if they want to even come close.
1: Yeah, I, I can't deny you there, um, or I say disagree with you. Uh, we, we know that the Heat are they're, they're a physical team. They're gonna they're gonna try to tank those lobs away. They're gonna definitely be crashing hard in the pain and I think they're going to try to get into DG I think they're going to, I could see him zoning up a little bit, at least throwing some traps in there Um, Kyle Lowry, we know what he is Um, he's given this he's historically given this casting problems and um, just a a really, really good player, so sound Um, that's that's a challenging matchup and it'll be interesting, I would assume Ice would guard him a lot Um, but Maybe they'll put Mark in it, on him, we'll see. Uh, we'll have to see also with Dean Wade out. I'm not certain, like in terms of the severity of his calf injury, but that that could be kind of a lingering thing, maybe. Um, maybe maybe Jetty will be back. Not sure there. Um, but yeah, Miami, it's they make you earn everything you get, and hopefully we'll keep that ball movement going. But I'm with you. It's just their defensive ball pressure, um, Bam, is is so good. And I think the key is also I, the Cavs can't be in foul trouble in terms of their bigs. Um, they kind of got away with it tonight. Um, but that'll be something I'll definitely be watching.
0: Absolutely. And this is the first time as Cavs fans we can enjoy the fact there will be a Lowry versus Lowry matchup. L-O-W-R-Y versus L-A-U. R.I. So this is going to be something else. But which guy, Dan, on that note, is more important to the success of their team to try and win this game? Is it Kyle Lowry for Miami or Lowry Markkinen for the Cavs?
1: it's definitely the latter. Um, Lowry was shooting the heck out of the ball tonight. Um, I just think with Miami, like they're a very kind of um, just with the way they move the ball in, in general, um, with a, a number of secondary playmakers as well. Um, I, I think Mick Lowry, it's, or Kyle Lowry, it's not, obviously, he's a, a really like crucial player for him, but um, I think they can afford more of an off night for him and, and how he also affects games in other ways, um, provided, if, well, especially if Hero and, and Jimmy are back, but. Um, yeah, the Cavs, uh, Lowry Markin is definitely a key kind of swing player for them game to game. Um, if he's shooting like he did tonight, we're, we're a very tough team to beat. And um, also defensively, like what he can provide with his length um, is, is crucial for us. So I'm going to say in this one, I, th- I think, yeah, the Cavs definitely need him to, to be hot as a shooter. Uh, we'll have to see if that, that's the case.
0: Yeah, I'm look at some of the numbers for the Heat. Jimmy Butler is averaging 24, 6, and 5. Not many jumpers this year shooting 52%. They got Hero averaging 22, 6, and 4. Clearly proving worthy of the Jack Harlow song, finally. Just like Mo Bamba's finally living up to his name this year. <laughs> and then you got Bam Adebayo, 18 and 10. P.J. Tucker averaging a whopping 7 points. That sounds like a lot more than he usually puts up, but he's been a perfect fit for the Heat. He's got sit he hasn't shot many threes but he's shooting 46 percent there and duncan robinson making a lot of money not shooting that well at 34 percent but he still provides value so at the end of the day dan so two questions a uh, question a what will be the be all end all to beating miami and question b can't will the calves beat the heat
1: be all end all um hmm I will say I'll definitely say limiting uh, well, I guess who has who can create more takeaways um, I think is definitely key I think the Cavs definitely need to I mean they need to, I'm not I, I'm kind of subjective when it comes to turnovers I think a lot of people read too much into them sometimes they they can be come like in, in bunches, or it's just kind of a product of how things are playing out game to game. But I think the Cavs absolutely need to limit the turnovers and just, if, if Miami gets, gets this into like a, if they get out and run, um, get create live ball turnovers, like they're very capable of doing, I think this, this game could be over very quickly. Um, But if the Cavs like maintain possession, move the ball like they're capable of, um, and and at least get quality shots. I think that can allow them to use their size more. And if they keep this, like, slower um, and at least generate some fouls, uh, I think that gives them a chance. But I just I, – I think this is just a a very, very difficult opponent, and, and we know the history with, with how long it's been since they've won down there. So – yeah, I just I don't I think this is a game. It's not a team that gets blown out or hasn't been blown out very often this year, but I just think this is one where they might be due.
0: Yeah, the Heat have won eleven of the last twelve against the Cavs overall. They've dominated the all-time head-to-head 73-46. Although no one will forget the Cavs legendary 148 to 80 win, which is the largest. Uh, w- victory in NBA history and probably will be for a long time to come. But yes, Miami has owned the Cavs. For me, I think it's again. I'm, I'm under the. I'm gonna be put this under the impression that Jimmy and Tyler both come back. I think it's you need to have the game's leading score. You can't let Jimmy, Hero, Bam, Robinson, even Lowry, any of them can go off. You can't let any of them outscore your leading score. And what that'll basically mean for the Cavs is let's see Allen or Garland just lock in, get there in the upper 20s, maybe even into the lower 30s. I think the best player in this game has to be on your team to win. That's how deep the Heat are. That's how good they've been. And, you know, this this is going to be a tough game, but a fun game. And I think it is winnable. And I think ultimately, I am going to take the Heat because I don't think that that's going to happen. But You know, anything goes. And lastly, Dan, we do have another game for the Cavs on Friday. A lot can change between now and then. The hope would be that and there's still a game between now and then, as I just said, but maybe Jetty's back. Maybe Dean's back. We don't know yet. Can the Cavs get the redemption on the Wizards?
1: I think they definitely can. I think they will. Um, I just think we had some mistakes late in that game. Um, They'll know where they are off ball. And uh, I think Lowry being back in the fold, the way he's been playing, I think he can, I think he can bother um, Kyle Kuzma some if he's on him. And um, I, I I think we'll have more of a plan for Harrell as well. Uh, I, I think, yeah, and, and I don't know. I just, I think this next go around, I mean, we'll, we'll be able to play him a second time and, and have more of a plan for for how to uh, contain didn't win any uh, penetration more um, in terms of the passer. And uh, I, I just think the Cavs will have a better feel for them. And um, I, th- I think they'll really be zeroed in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to pick the Cavs in that one. Did in my earlier episode, I looked ahead at the future games. You know, we'll see what happens. But Danny, closing thoughts on the fellas uh, before we wrap up and say goodbye on this season seven episode twenty-one edition of Across the Caps.
1: Well, I, I know that it was a lot a lot of it was garbage time tonight, but Dylan Windler, man, I, I just I I don't know. I, I'm not seeing much of a light at the end of the tunnel here. It's 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 unfortunate. I like what he brings defensively too, but we didn't draft him for defense, I gotta tell you. And I, I am concerned about his outlook going forward.
0: All right, I guess we'll see. He did make a very nice pass leading to a quick mobile dunk, but that is not cool. enough to showcase his ability to stick. Yeah, let's see, let's see what ends up happening. Oh, Kobe's made so many other great moves that I think that some of the mistakes might be able to be shoved under the rug for the time being until we really need them to show up. But, you know, Lamar Stevens was a good undrafted ad and I think that oh, bettered, yeah. and I think that You know, this year's new additions, Ricky, Evan, and Lowry Markin have been dream fits. You know, I don't care how many shots Rubio misses. He's dropping dimes. He's grabbing key defensive rebounds, and he's just putting himself out there. So at the end of the day, they had a great offseason. And Dan, as we say, good night. I think that as Cavs fans, we've dealt with a lot when 23 hasn't been around, especially, you know, we look at yeah 11 to 14 i think that this is the year finally it's come together and i think that the core is intact for a long for now colin or not for a long time to come
1: yeah he's he's a core guy to me but lastly just as one quick thing when i am watching like the Cavs version or uh, telecast brad dory is phenomenal in his analysis I, Mm -hmm. i love when he is on the call like tremendous
0: Uh, That is a a great closing note. I loved what he had to say tonight, and I like that he called out the Mavs for not playing Boban. Uh, I mean, the the Mavs announcers, you know, know, uh, Mark Falwell could have said the same about us not playing Taco, who still didn't see the court. I don't think he's with the team. I think he's on assignment right now. I Nevertheless, shout-out Boban, shout-out Taco. It's great to be seven feet, although this is Taco's last year of two-way eligibility, so let's see what his career turns into. Right, I think it's just first three years only.
1: Uh, that's what two. That's two K
0: taught me. Two K taught me. Is it, is it two right. or
1: three or four? I think you're right, though. Never,
0: nevertheless, Dan, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, thank you again, as always, for uh, gracing us with your basketball prowess and uh, talking Cavs.
1: Yeah, thanks as always. Go Cavs.
0: Yes, sir. Go Cavs. This is across the Cavs. We will see you again soon. Expected to have. Cavs PA man Sean Pebbles back on the pod next week to talk about what it's like now with fans back in the building calling the buckets out and the fouls for a team that looks like a playoff unit for the first time in a long time. So that is it for us, Dan Galinsky, Zach Weiss. Good night.